It's Wednesday the 30th of October 2019 and this is HPR episode 2933 entitled A Walk Through My Pi-Face CAD Python Code Part 1. It's part of a series A Little Bit of Python and it's the 50th anniversary show for Mr. X. The show itself is about 15 minutes long and carries an explicit fag. The summary is in this series, I do a whirlwind tour of the Python code I developed for my PyFace CAD board. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Welcome, Hacker Public Radio audience. My name is Mr X and welcome to this podcast. I'd like to start as usual by thanking the people at HPR for making this service available to us all. It really is a truly invaluable service they bring to all of us. HPR is a community-led podcast provided by the community for the community. That means you can contribute too. Just pick up a microphone, MP3 player, um, mobile phone, computer if you've got one hit record and off you go and then send it in, simple as that well it's been a while since I've recorded anything um, and I'm feeling decidedly rusty uh, I wasn't sure if I was going to record this uh, episode I hummed and hawed about it for quite a while um, so, th- so in this episode I thought I'd do a quick run through uh, try to keep it quick of my uh, Python program, which I use on my PyFace command and display board, which sits on top of my Raspberry Pi, which I use to control uh, Mock P on another Raspberry Pi upstairs. It allows me to play and pause um, a track playing on Mock P, music and command line player, and allows me to go to the next track, previous track, and so on and so forth. Um, I explained all that in a previous episode, hopefully. I've just turned it on and uh, it says there are only 23 days to a free HPR slot. And the um, blink stick on the side is glowing green, which means there's an adequate, I won't say plenty, it's never plenty, adequate number of shows in the, in the queue. Um, Ken would never want to admit that. There's never adequate, there's always space for more. So why don't you contribute something and give us some shows? If we all contributed to some shows, it'd be uh, more than we'd know what to do with. So uh, yes, um, on with the show. So this this is this is um, 
going to be a bit uh, off the cuff. Um, so I've got, I'll just, I'm just going to move screens here uh, and I'll just quit the program with a Q and I'm logged into the um, my uh, Raspberry Pi with the Pi Face board installed. A script, no, uh, where is it now? Yeah, so I've, I've um, yeah, so uh, I've got a copy here open and uh, of of Cadas. So where am I? What was I saying? Right. So um, <clears throat> this um, this uh, script has been uh, uh, been in development for quite a long time, and uh, I mean nowadays I hardly ever uh, tweak it. It can go months without change. Um, I did do some changes recently, which I'll talk about later on as I come to them, um, my most recent changes. But I'm just looking back at the date stamps on these, uh, on on the script. So, I mean, I've got a, a backup script which backs up my um, my scripts directory. It, it zips it up, um, well, TG, TG, TGZ it. And um, uh, let me just see... Yeah, so so the the very earliest um, version of my scripts folder goes back to two thousand and fourteen. Um, so, I, does that mean I've been working on it since two thousand? So it might be two thousand fourteen when I started working on it. I'm not quite sure, but it goes back a long way anyway. And uh, the uh, most recent one uh, was the most recent change was on the fifth of December two thousand and eighteen just for interest's sake. So uh, the program's called cad-menu.py. It's a Python program, basically. Uh, so I'll just... Um, do I have that open? Let's just see. Ah, yes, here we go. Uh, so I had a, a, a few bits and a few problems um, with uh, an update uh, and I had to go back from Python 3 to Python 2 but uh, I'll explain that in another podcast. Can I ignore that for now? Um, hopefully, I won't tweak it too much. Uh, I, I did wonder, as I say, I wondered whether to release this or not because it's always nerve-wracking when you think about releasing code into the wild. You know, like, oh, you know, uh, it's going to show how what a rubbish programmer I am and all the mistakes and terrible things and and I'm, and I'm atrocious at spelling and. I always have been. <laughs> so Dave will have a canary when he sees uh, terrible spelling in this uh, in this uh, script, um, the English. Um, but then I suppose, well, I'm not a professional programmer. I'm a hobby programmer. I uh, when I it's, it's a good thing and it's a curse. But Python's so um, easy to play with that you can uh, pull code together really quickly and really easily. Probably means you can write quite quite nasty code quite easily as well, of course. Um, but um, and I was kind of impatient just to uh, build this this thing up, and uh, it kind of uh, morphed from a very simple thing. It, it wasn't um, it wasn't all planned out like a good software um, but a software should be. Uh, you know, it was oh, um, what do I want to do? Well, because I mean, the first thing I wanted to do too was uh, to be able to pause and please. Pause and plays, pause and play uh, audio playback from my um, 
Raspberry Pi upstairs it was running uh, Mock P uh, Mock P being the command line player uh, which uh, plays audio and I wanted to run I wanted to be able to, to, be able to at the very least play and pause uh, uh, toggle between play and pause on that um, that was really all I needed to achieve uh, and that, that was probably the very first thing that I, I managed um, you know Mock P can be told uh, can be can, I think it's a, it's a dash capital G, I think. Mock P space dash G dash capital G uh, toggles between play and pause. And then that's all you needed to send to the uh, Pi Upstairs and, and that would that would do it. And connected to my Raspberry Pi Upstairs is a set of cordless headphones. I've probably explained all this before, so maybe I would have to go into all that. So anyway, so I've got a section at the front here which starts things to do. Uh, now, uh, I've got a whole pile of stuff in there, which, uh, if you're bored, you can read over. Um, it goes on for quite a long time, actually. Uh, I've got a section, code starts here, at, at line 140. Um, so the, the really clever thing is, is a PyFace CAD module, which uh, comes with the PyFace board. That's what all the clever stuff is, really. I'm just using, taking advantage of this uh, module that was written by the PyFace people. And, of course, there's there's a new version, I think, for the newer version of Pi. Um, and this is, of course, some of the weaknesses, you know, the, the, the distribution updates and then the drivers don't work and things, and then you lose compatibility and all this sort of thing. So mm, that's a problem. It's getting a bit long in the tooth now. Uh, and I, I barely had the will and inclination to... to to get it working after the the, the last um, Debian upgrade, but um, well, that's another story. Um, so yeah, so the whole pile of modules I uh, import into the Python project. Uh, I won't, maybe we shouldn't go through that. Um, I, the the most the most recent thing I did was um, below that I've got a section for global variables, and. Um, I had littered throughout the code. I had the address for my uh, my internal IP address of the Raspberry Pi, which I was controlling, and all littered throughout the code was, you know, pi at one nine two dot one six eight dot one dot whatever, you know, and uh, what I really should have had uh, was um, a global variable called remote. Uh, well, a, a global variable basically, so that you could just refer to that, and it would say if you ever needed to change that IP address, you would change it in one place and not fifteen places or whatever. So that was a thing I did very recently, um, and I called that variable remote device. So remote device equals, in my case, pi at one nine two one six eight one dot thirteen. So. Um, I probably rely, well, I definitely rely too heavily on global variables, um, and I've not. I don't think I've been terribly consistent with global variables either, because um, from documentation I read online, I was under the understanding that you needed to use a command uh, to allow you to use um, global variables in a in a in a, in a, a, a function. Um, uh, now what, I'm just trying to think now. You know, of course, I'm. I'm it's not long since I've done any programming 
and and Python that I can't even remember what the, what the uh, what the command was. Um, uh, let me just see now. What was that command? To allow you? Oh, global. That was it. <laughs> so, for example, I've got a, I've got a, a line here that says global space menu. So that allows you to use the global variable menu. Now, what I didn't actually understand was that if you, I, I, I and I'm still not. I haven't done enough. I haven't done any experiments to really prove this, but it must be the case that if you don't use, if you've got a global variable, so you've got um maybe okay. So the difference between a a, a private variable and a global a private variable and not, sorry, a normal variable and a global variable is that a a normal variable it's a scope. If you've got a a normal variable inside a a a function and you. Uh, then other functions outside outside that can't see that that variable, making this very complicated, aren't I? But a global variable, if it's at the top of the code, then uh, outside all the functions and everybody else, all the functions can see that global variable. Um, but the way it works is, I think, is if you don't use the command global, then you can still access that global variable. You just can't change it. So in some cases, I've got I'm using the the command global. Uh, in situations where I don't actually need to change that global variable, so in reality, for safety, I shouldn't be using the word global. So just ignore it altogether, and just I can read the, the contents of the global variable, but I don't need to change it. Um, I think that's how that that basically works. How did I get into that? I don't know. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so I've got too many global variables. Um, you should really. Um, my understanding is that you should really. Um, uh, feed values in and out of functions r rather than um, ra pass pass values into functions rather than uh, rely on global variables. Um, I remember uh, a, a tutor explaining to me many many years ago when I was doing a course uh, on um, what was it? It's not Python. What was it? Uh, Pascal. That was it. And he said, "Well, it's a bit like um, imagine you you." Uh, you're in, outside a field, and you want to cross a field to get to the other side, uh, and there's a there's a, a bull in the middle of the field. This is well, you can either you can either walk around the outside edge where it's nice and safe, or you can jump over the fence and try and run to the other side. And they say, well, it's a bit like that, you know. If 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 you if you're um, using global variables, the, then another function could come go in and change that variable to something else. That, that you're not aware of, and um, and muck up the, your um, your code basically. Whereas if you're passing the value in, then you're not affecting the the global variable. Anyway, well, where did that all come from? Uh, I better watch my time. How long has this been going for? Fifteen minutes. Oh, this is a disaster. This is going to be far too long. Okay, I think that's about enough for this episode. Uh, I think it's a good place to stop it. Uh, if you want to contact me, then I can be contacted at mrx at hpr at googlemail.com. That's mrx at hpr, the at symbol, googlemail.com. So tune in next time for an exciting episode of Hacker Public Radio.
You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.